Hi guys, this is Sarah. And this is Katrina Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the feds. feds. FedWork is the modern day background check. And we encourage people to feed empowerment daily. And, and you're, you're now, now listening, listening to, to FedWork. Work. Hey guys, welcome back to FedWork. I'm Katrina Joe, And I'm Sarah. And a couple weeks ago, we reached out to you guys via Instagram and we did a little poll on you know, just some topics that you guys would like us to touch on and to talk about on the podcast, because, you know, we think it's very important to talk about what you guys also want to hear, you know, besides what Sarah and I (laughs) like to talk about. And one of the responses that we got was how to deal with friendships and especially when they fizzle out or when they kind of just fade away and like how to either cope or to deal with it after the fact, or even in the process of being aware that they are, you know, fizzling out or fading or whatnot. And so Sarah and I have different views and different perspectives on this, but it's something that we both can relate to. So we're really excited to talk about it today. Yeah, I'd say it's different perspectives, not, not necessarily different views, because I do think that for the most part, you and I, we've had multiple conversations about this as you know, the years have gone on and, and as we've done the self-work and things like that and, and kind of processed as this was happening to us individually and, and even kind of people that we knew jointly um, that this kind of, I don't know if you want to call it like a conveyor belt, leaving a plane and the baggage just goes with it. Like, right. kind of like that, um, you know, and it's, it can be really um, difficult right? To, to let go of certain friendships that you thought were going to be those, those lifelong friends, or it can be a blessing because the person has just been so much drama that you're just exhausted, <laughs> but you didn't want to, you know, have the friendship go. But once they're gone, you're like, oh, wow, it's not heavy anymore. <laughs> yeah. Things feel lighter. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we've touched on it before of just like shedding in general. Mm -hmm. And I think I've mentioned before, you know, I was always told like in your thirties and I don't know if it's like, if it's actually in your thirties that you quote unquote shed, or if it's just a natural progression of life that, you know, as you go on and, and go through life, you tend to shed people, whether that is friends, you know, sometimes even unfortunately family members, boyfriends, you know, whatever it is, And then you look up one day and your circle is a lot smaller, but that doesn't mean that the quality of the people around you has decreased. It's just like, yo, I might've had, you know, like 30 close friends at the top of the year. And now I'm at like 15 or whatever it is. And you realize that sometimes it's just a natural progression of life and, you know, quality over quantity. That is the tagline. (laughs) <laughs> at the end of the day, there was a difference. And I think, I think the reason it happens in your thirties and it really happens in year 30. Yeah. Like that's when I noticed the most, uh, is that these friendships that were kind of surface level, but they were there since high school or they were there since college. So they just felt like they were your quote unquote, good friends or your best friends. When in reality, who were you really in high school? Who were you really in college? How much self-work had you done to find out who your true self was meant to be, right? So there, there was no way that all, you know, all those friends, I mean, I, I saw 20, like a, 12, a group of 12 girls all having dinner and they were all in high school. And I was like, oh, 
six of them will be friends in college. <laughs> you know, and then I looked at like two of them will still keep in touch because there's a level of, you know, when you're younger and kind of more immature and, you know, having being popular and having all these friends that mattered, right. Whether or not those friends were actually making you a better person or helping con- to contribute to a positive space in your life. That didn't matter at the time as much as it does now. Right. Cause we're aware of what, our time value is. We're aware of what we bring to the table and the growth that we have within other friendships that is going to supersede so many of these friends, which really only been acquaintances. Let's be honest. You know, a lot of them are, if you look back, you know, yeah, I had a really good time with them or they were my party friend or they were the, my, this friend, like if you label a friend with a certain name, they're not supposed to be your good friend. (laughs) Like, That's how I look at it, at least. So that shedding, I think, happens because you really are coming into yourself and into your own in your 30s. You know, the 20s were the play. You had a good time. You were starting to figure things out. You made some really good strides. But really, 30s is when that happens. So, you know, I feel like um, to anyone that's listening, if you're, you know, 18 and you're in college or you're 21 and you're just graduating, um, if that friend is being really mean to you, you'll survive. (laughs) survive and I think the pandemic I mean we're still in the pandemic but in quarantine itself I think it made it easier for people to realize you know who who was actually in their lives for them and for like the relationship and it wasn't just a one-way street you know who was actually carrying their weight in whatever relationship it was, whether it was romantic or friendship. And I think it made it easier for people to just kind of fizzle out and it, and it made it okay. And I want people to know that just because you are no longer friends with someone and we're not talking about, you know, drama, we're not talking about homegirl slept with your boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's not like some shit went down. Yes. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. If some shit went down, that, that's a different story. But we are talking about the natural progression of just life. And unfortunately, or fortunately, sometimes just, you know, not connecting like you used to with certain friends. And I think the pandemic made it easier because, you know, we had a lot of time to reflect we spent a lot of time alone. And when we did talk to people or when we were around people, you know, because it was a dangerous time, you could get sick. You know, there were plenty of times where I'm like, yo, if I'm risking my life to leave my house right now, you better be someone that I really fuck with. You know what I mean? Or I'm staying home, you know? And so it made us choose, you know, who is worth our time, who is reciprocating that time and that energy and who is, you know, aligned with the person that I want to be today. And so I want people to know that are listening that just because you, you kind of fizzle out or you go through this phase with certain friends, it doesn't mean it's beef. If there's no crazy drama that happened, if time just happened or if priorities or values just don't align anymore, or if you realize like, I need to love this person from afar And, you know, she or he has not been, you know, adding to this friendship or to me or supporting me. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Yeah. We have friends that were like, yo, are you supporting me in my endeavors? And if that person is not, and it takes something as small as like a click or whatever it is, it's okay to rethink that friendship or it's okay to distance yourself or it's okay to not pour anymore in that direction and it not be, 
drama. Like it's just life when we haven't talked in a while. You know, if I see that person on the street, it's, Hey, how are you doing? Good to see you and keep it pushing, you know, just knowing when you no longer want to, you know, pour in that, in that direction. Yeah. And when you're not, you know, speaking on a friendship level, you know, when you're not, when they're not the first four people that you're thinking to call when you have exciting news, when they're not the first, you know, within the first four or five, I'm putting a random number out, but if they're not in that top, top crew that you're trying to call, you know, for me, when I'm in town, Mm -hmm. right, there's a handful of people who know when I come to LA, but I had a whole hell of a lot of friends in LA. Right. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? And I still see a lot of people when I'm there and I'm very, it makes me very happy to see them because it reminds me of a good time. I always had good times with them. All that's great. But in reality, how many people am I like, do you have time to do dinner? Because if I'm only there for a week, that mm-hmm. gives me seven dinners. Seven. Right. Right. How many of those times, you know, so for me moving away was my version of the pandemic, even though they happened simultaneously like, without planning right. it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you bring up such a good point. You know, there was this sudden excuse, if you will, sent, mm-hmm. sent by God amongst all the other things that happened to us. Right. It gave us this one positive where it was you get to choose. Like you said, you get to choose who you spend this time with. And if, they, if, they are, if there's a value add in that friendship um, to your life. With me, having had moved prior to the pandemic, although simultaneously, realistically, um, and having done that previously when I moved to LA, so I've done this twice, um, it became normal to no longer hear from someone, right? But it wasn't normal for me to not reach out to them because I always was, and I, what I realized there was, I was always the, initiator. Gonna, and thank you. I was going to say contributor, but <laughs> I was, Sarah Dictionary. Um, I was always the initiator. And so for me, the second I was like, wait, hold up. What happens to those friendships? If I don't make that phone call and then five days go by and then 10 days go by. And next thing you know, it's a year, you know? Yes, there was a level of hurt where I'm like, wow, damn, they don't even care if I'm okay. You know, but, it, but I, what I realized was it's kind of that out of sight, out of mind. And it goes both ways. And it doesn't mean that there's bad blood. It doesn't mean that, you know, I wish someone, you know, to fail or, or whatever the case may be, because they weren't people I had drama with. Yeah. Uh, but for me, like you said, it's, hey, how are you? Keep it moving. You know, no, no real need to have those deep conversations or try to be like, yeah, let's hang out. Like, don't say that. If you don't want to hang out with someone, don't say it. That stops that cycle quickly. Right. Like if you see someone and you're not like, yeah, we should grab dinner soon. Don't say that if you don't want to, right. That kind of cuts it off and lets them know where you stand too. So for me, that happened, like I said, very naturally from being away. However, when I moved back or when I come back to visit in LA, Um, it has been nice to reconnect with some of those people because there was no bad blood. There was no ill will. It was just a distance thing and a growth thing at the time we were just in different places. It's been really nice and very cathartic kind of to reconnect with those people because 10 years have passed, 13 years have passed and they've done the self work that I've done without knowing either of us were on that journey 
And right. now we can reconnect as adults and see why we were friends that long ago and kind of build from there. Not with everyone, trust me, not with everyone. I'm talking a small, small handful of people, <laughs> but it is nice to have those people who remember you from college and, you know, get reconnected with, but on a different, the friendship's entirely new. Yeah. Even the same person. Right. And I, so that, I, you just said something that I just realized that you have done it twice but from different perspectives, like you moved from home to mm-hmm. LA and then you moved from LA back home. So like having to deal with it on both sides of the spectrum, I'm sure was like, you know, was crazy. Well, and it very different periods in my life, right? I moved when I was what the society claims you to be as an adult at 22. I didn't know shit. I didn't even know how to do laundry until college. Like yeah. That was, I'm talking four years. I'm supposed to be a full-blown adult at 22. No, I came to LA very naively mm-hmm. and was able to navigate and build. And I feel like at, by the time I left, I was finally there and capable of, you know, being an adult and having adult relationships and, and, and all of that. But it took a lot of time. So anyone that knew me here knew me at that 22-year-old. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? So that they couldn't know who I am now without reaching out or without saying hello or, you know, without running into each other. Um, yeah. Whereas what I left in LA were friendships that I built and chose from scratch. No right. one was there because I knew them. And no one was there because we went to the same school. No one was there because my, you know, they were my f- friends with my best friend and they had to be there. These were all people that I curated and chose. Some of them, yes, were, were acquaintances, but like my friends that I left when I moved back here, those are the friends I will have for the rest of my life. Yeah. Cause that was a different phase in your life when you're exactly. actually going into, you know, womanhood and who you are as a woman today that could not compare to someone you were in high school with. Like, exactly. you know, I mean, even though looking back, like high school memories, you know, some of those, you know, situations are deep, you know, and life-changing, whatever, you know, you went through back then in in high school or in college, but nothing, I don't, I don't think anything compares to like actual adulthood shit that you're going through. And you're like, yo, this person was there, or this person saw me go through this, you know, or celebrated this with me or Mm -hmm. was there during this hardship, you know? And on the flip end of that, I, Growing up and, you know, also moving from the Bay Area to L.A. Mm -hmm. And I've been in SoCal since. So there used to be people that would always say, like, oh, my God, like, are you not close? Not not to me, but just to people, because I still have friends from high school and from the Bay Area that I'm still very close to. But it used to be this thing where people would hold on to, like, if you don't have any friends from childhood, then, like, there must be something wrong with you. Or, like, how do you not have any friends still from college or from whatever it is? And that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay if if, if your high school or your childhood friends or your college friends have then moved into a category of associates. That does not mean you're a bad person. It does not mean you're not self-aware. It just means that you might have shifted into a new phase in your life. And wherever you are at now and wherever you are going aligns elsewhere. It doesn't mean, you know, I don't want people, I think, I think a lot of times we tend to hold on to relationships and I have been guilty of this as well in the past, whether it's romantic or friendships because of the history. 
Oh, but I, you know, we met because of this or, oh, we've been through this many years together or whatever it is, even though knowing the relationship is no longer serving either of us or especially me, but we get scared sometimes to let go of something because of the history and of the work and, and the time that has been spent into the relationship, whether it is a childhood friend or, you know, a girlfriend you've had for a decade or whatever it is. Like, it's okay to just naturally remove yourself or distance yourself and set up a boundary. You know, whether the relationship is one-sided, whether the relationship just, you know, like you said, you're not initiating anymore and that person doesn't call. That person doesn't invite you out. That person doesn't check on you. You don't get a text. Hey, I stepped back for a second and I'm tired of carrying this relationship. And so I'm going to set a boundary now. Mm-hmm. And no a happy longer- birthday text doesn't count. Right. Right. And the boundary, tells you when it's my birthday. <laughs> yes. Yes. And the boundary is I will no longer overextend myself to try to maintain this friendship that I am caring for myself or, you know, basically caring myself. Right. A friendship, just like any relationship, like you would hold your man to the, the same standard that you also need to hold, you know, your girlfriends or, you know, your family members or whatever. It has to be a two-way street. Or even your guy friends. Yeah. Guy friend, girlfriend, family members, boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever it is, you know, knowing that you need to set that boundary that, Hey, this is no longer serving me, or I don't want to overextend myself or we're just at two different places in our life. It's no beef. It's no drama, but you know, things have just fizzled. And, and to also know that even if you are accepting the boundary that you need to instill And that you are just at two different places in life, even in friendships, it still hurts. It's still going to be confusing. It's going to be hurtful. You're going to have moments of you miss this person or sadness because you were actually friends with this person for so long. And just know that those feelings are normal and that it doesn't have to be this like bitter anger, you know, angry feeling it, a level of acceptance and healing also comes along with that. So you know, we're, I think we're both here to say that there are different scenarios and different ways that friendships can go through their, their waves and, you know, ups and downs and, and yeah, and, and fizzle out, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be, you know, a piece of cake walking through it, regardless of when it happens in your life, whether it's at 30 or your late thirties, you know, it's still, it's still kind of like a breakup in some ways, whether it happened naturally or not. I hope, well, yeah. For sure. I mean, the, the, the pain and the, the kind of settling into the new normal, right? Another point just to bring up kind of playing devil's advocate is don't be that friend that's clinging on to somebody because they do something for you. Don't be friends with someone that you don't truly enjoy or you don't feel like is bringing you any type of, of growth or progression as a human because they can get you into this party mm-hmm. or because, you know, they have this plug. Like, don't be that person either because you're just contributing to your like lack of true friendships, you know, and you're investing time in something that really isn't the right thing for you. So I think it's important to remember, like if you are on the receiving end of someone feeling like, wow, they're using me to be friends with them, like be, be conscious and aware of your choices as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I think I probably have touched on this before, but something that I actually absolutely stand by is paying attention to how you feel when you leave someone. 
whether you are inviting them out as to a party, whether they are a party friend, whether you just meet someone that you may potentially be working with, or whether it is a long-term friend and you are just hanging out at home playing catch-up. How do you feel when that person leaves your, your presence? Do you feel drained? Do you feel used? Do you feel like you were carrying the whole you know, experience, whatever you guys were doing together? Or do you feel inspired? Do you feel happy? Do you feel, you know, inspired, motivated, whatever it is, like paying attention Mm -hmm. to how you feel when you leave people that you are choosing to give your time and energy to is extremely important. And I think with people in your life that you may be considering, you know, is this friendship serving me? You know, are we still the same friends that we were five, 10 years ago? Paying attention to that feeling will mm-hmm. tell you a lot. That's a really good point. That's yeah. a really good point. And realistically, did you know, could you tell that? Could you could you pick up on those vibes before? Like, could you pick that at 18? I know I couldn't. Oh, right. I mean, I, I wasn't even thinking of any of this at like Me 18 or even in college. Like, But that's why the shedding know. happens when it happens because you're consciously yeah. aware of you know, how important life is. You're consciously aware of, you know, the fact that, you know, not everyone's going to be available to you or around for the rest of your life. And that's okay. And getting, you know, used to that. Um, But that's a really, really good point is just being self-aware and how, and, you know, conscious of the way that you feel when you leave someone that's really smart. I love that. I love that point. I mean, energy doesn't lie. And your intuition, your body, your signals, your your bodily signals will go off. Like, it's like, you know what I mean? I mean, we've all probably have felt this with a man. You know what I mean? Oh. Where you're around a man, you're just like, no. Nope. This doesn't feel right. That's yeah, this doesn't feel right. I don't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't pursue this. The How same that thing. Homer Simpson meme? Oh, I'm yes. Head. I'm a head out. I'm like, a head out into the bushes. Yes. Yes, your body and your energy will tell you the same thing around friends, regardless mm-hmm. of, you know, male or female and, you know, and work relationships. So trust yourself, trust the energy and don't be afraid to shed people in your life. It is OK. It, it may hurt a little bit, but I promise as as people, you know, in front of you guys right now, Sarah and I have shed, um, you know, a lot of people and, and mm-hmm. friends, boyfriends, all of that. And It'll be okay. Y'all, y'all going to be all right. You're going to be better than all right. You're going to be living your best. You're going to be living your best life. Yeah. And having the best time. time. Yeah. The best time and having more time and energy and any time and energy that you do invest with whoever it is, you're going to be happy about it. You know? Cause it's meaningful. Yeah. Cause it's not surface level. Girl. So yeah, that's our advice to y'all. Yes. And thank you again for chiming in on yeah. what topics you guys wanted to hear on Fedor. sending more. Yes. We hope that you guys send us more. We'll, we'll keep the form open and continue to ask you guys. So thank you guys for supporting us. We have some really exciting episodes coming up in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned and see you guys next week. And KJ, I'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. Sarah, <laughs> coming back to LA. <laughs> yes. Perfect. All right, guys. Well, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of FedWork. We hope that you enjoyed it. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on all platforms. For any inquiries or sponsorship requests, 
please visit wearefedwork.com.